0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Access Podcast. We're so happy to have you with us, and thank you again for tuning in. Right now, we are going to be talking with Elon on today's episode of Access Testimonies. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Access Podcast. I am Alec and I'm here with my co-host Bethany. Hello, everyone. Bethany. We are here with Elon. She works in the What youth. up, what up,
1: what, she up what Also
0: up? is an attender of Access. Yeah. Also an Access host. What's
1: up, Alam? How you doing? I'm good.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely.
2: We're glad that you're here. So how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I almost forgot. That's why I was so hesitant. (laughs) Um, It's open house season, so I've Mm -hmm. been going to a couple open houses. I went to a a housewarming party, which is... Not an open house, but there's food, so I went.
2: That's awesome. That's, like, the only reason why I go to open houses is (laughs) kind of for the food. Where
0: there's food, they will come.
1: Yeah, it was really hot this weekend, but I loved it. You know, Texas native. Just embrace the heat. Take the heat. Other people were. It's hot. Anyways, I'm not going to.
2: It's okay. That's all good. But you're involved with the youth, so you got, like, a lot of open houses.
1: Yeah, this summer they're actually, like, spread out, so I can, like, Alternate weekends and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to go to these open houses because their senior year was taken away from them. Mm-hmm. So the best thing I can do is eat their food. There you go. Let go them open feed house. you. Let them feed you. Show me. them
0: that you're there for them.
1: Yeah, that is true. And I appreciate what they do for me, which is make food.
2: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, you said that you're from Texas. Yeah. If you'd like to give us a little bit of backstory because I know a lot of people don't know who you are. You sometimes just hang out in the back, and you don't. Eh. Yeah, eh, eh. that's okay. Us introverts need to stick together. Exactly.
0: Sometimes she sits at my table. Sometimes she doesn't. I'm not mad about I
1: it. I haven't sat at your table in like in six a months. a <laughs> <Lightly> bitter. We <laughs> used to we used to um, lead a table, which oh, is really? the reason why I sat there. Yeah.
2: I didn't realize you guys did a table together. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: not because we're friends, just because she had to put up with me for a couple months. He
1: was the last option. So, like in the program, ah. you have to lead a table. Eh, gotcha. So, I did it. I felt, anyways but yeah what are we talking about yeah
2: you're from texas give us a little bit who is elon
1: oh boy i'm a texas native that's my like my slogan elon from texas i feel like everyone just knows i'm from texas and that's Mm -hmm. about it um i'm an only child so i don't have any siblings which is kind of cool kind of kind of kind of sad but kind of (laughs) cool it's fun for the most part but um yeah i grew up in texas i grew up in the church my parents were, I guess you could say, like, first-generation Christians, so meaning they, like, my, they grew up in a faith-based background, but they didn't have, their faith is at a new level than what they were taught and where they were, like, raised, so Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool, so I grew up doing a lot of church stuff and being heavily involved in my church back home, and um, I won Most Spirited in high school. I was at, like, every football game. Granted, I had to for the first two years because I was in color guard, but other than that, I really liked the excitement and the energy that um, you get when you're in high school and you yeah. go to football games. And football is a big thing in Texas, so that's just like, yeah. yeah that it's sounds super amazing
2: because I grew up homeschooled, so we didn't have that whole football color guard yeah, thing that is a
1: very big deal in that. high yeah. school. So
2: that sounds really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, Alec went to private school. I went to
0: a private school. It was very small, and we didn't have – Many large events, mostly because we were very small. Yeah, <laughs> we had pep rallies, and they were about ten minutes long, and they didn't. We didn't
1: really get hype, but it's okay. You just got to be the hype person. Yeah, that's what I've learned.
2: And Alon definitely brings that in the office. Even like when we're having an off day, she just comes I'm in. i your hype guy. She is. she's hype like man. the hype guy of the office. I appreciate
1: hype that. Hype woman. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. <laughs>
0: So Alan, how old were you when you moved to Michigan?
1: I was 18. Fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school. I was actually in Michigan the summer before I moved here for like a month and a half cuz my grandma was having health issues for they were just really crazy at that time. She's still alive. She's doing really great right now. But yeah, I was here for a long time and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to I want to stay here and get connected with my family cuz I only saw them 2 weeks out of a year every summer." Mm. So it was like Very disconnected from them, but yeah, fresh out of high school, eighteen, wanted to be rebellious, even though it wasn't, because my parents were okay with it. I lived with my aunt. I lived in her basement. I don't ever want to live in a basement again. (laughs)
2: That's it was horrible. Yeah, there's no
1: windows. It's dark. That's rough. It's cold.
2: That's okay though. Yeah, you are where you are right now, and that's good.
1: Yeah, a lot of windows. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, bringing kind of back to your testimony that we'd love to hear about, you said that you're. Um parents were new Christians and you were mm-hmm. kind of brought up in the church. Um would you say that you had a solid foundation as a child that carried into adulthood or were there some obstacles or stumbling blocks along the way?
1: Um, I think for like the beginning part of my year of being in uh being in a Christian household, like when you're in elementary school up until middle school, it was like really solid because you you're young. You're new to faith. You're just really excited. You're getting hyped off of spiritual events, and yeah, I think it was really solid up into middle school. And then I got older, and you know, things happen, life's changed, and then it got a little, it got a little bumpy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'll give you a quick five minute, maybe I don't know, yeah, go timeline to that. Go for it. So, like I said, when you grow up in the Christian when in a Christian household and your parents are super involved and things like that, you're constantly at church doing church things, hearing about God. But I think growing up the relational aspect of God as a father was not like in my vortex. Like I didn't realize that that was capable. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it started off when the, I would say the beginning point of me going through a rough patch was when I was nine years old I got introduced to pornography and then I got on this ten tenure, nine and, nine and a half to ten year because I don't remember when it officially ended, but just this journey of dealing with that and struggling with that. And then when you're in middle school and your parents are super busy, I mean, granted, they're doing great things. My dad was working, my mom was volunteering, helping our family out because at that time her siblings were really sick and my grandma was really sick and so she was helping out, but they're so busy doing other things that you kind of just feel alone and then when you don't have the right guidance towards how to like connect with co- connect with God and like know him as a father mm-hmm. it creates a disconnect. And so for me with busy parents and not knowing how to connect with God, I just had this void of basically just loneliness and like insecurity because I didn't have a lot of identity spoken over me. So I'm just kind of wandering around Aimlessly not knowing what to do with my life or what purpose or value that I had. And then it just spiraled into, you know, pornography addiction, sending nudes, just doing things that mm-hmm. were not filling the void of or the hole in my heart of loneliness. And so when I graduated high school, and I did have a testimony about depression, which I dealt with in junior year of high school, but when I graduated, I decided that I needed to start working my way back towards God because the year of depression that I was in was so bad and I realized how much I needed him. But I still struggled along the way. I still um, had some downfalls in that journey. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think where I was leaving off. Senior year of high school. So yeah, anyways, so that summer that I was talking about when I was here, um, I ended up hooking up with a married man and I – I ended up having a affair with this man for the year that I was here because loneliness, this void of loneliness in my heart, not having any friends when I moved here, not knowing my family. Yeah. And it led on to this affair of me trying to fill a void in my heart, trying to find my identity in this person. And, and just, granted, I was still, like, doing devotionals. I was still mm-hmm. listening to worship music, but there was just these wounds in my heart from, like, my life of loneliness and and things that happened to me as a child like being just sexually abused that create this huge void and so I thought the only way that I could fill it was with with men and, and in that way and so I finally ended this year-long like affair and I went to access for the very first time and I was reading this book throughout this summer it was summer of 2018 and it's by Sadie Robertson. And it's called Live Fearless. Mm, yeah. And I, I, didn't, I never felt like I dealt with fear. I wasn't like super anxious or had a lot of anxiety. I just knew I needed to, I needed something to help guide me. Because I had, you know, no mentors, lack of identity, like I said. Um, so I started reading this book. And she challenged you, at the end of the book, she like challenges you to do like a three-month, I think it's like reading of the word, just like read the word for three months and mm-hmm. like see the change in your life. So I was doing that. And I started to want to reconnect even deeper with God. And then I eventually heard about the discipleship program the first day I went to Access from Braylee, And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this risk and I'm going to apply to this program and I'm just going to see what happens. And weeks later, I apply and I do my interview and I get accepted. And um, the real the real comeback moment um, if I have to pick a moment, because mm-hmm. it's really just a series of events that happen within a three month time span was Jake did a series two years ago um, on the goodness of God. And in that series, he really talked about just like he he explained why God is good and how God is good. And then he started he basically said, like, you just have to trust that God is good. And when he looking back at my notes and seeing that, like that was the turning point for me, because I felt like God abandoned me. I felt like God didn't actually really care about me because the times I did try to go to God, the times I did try to hear his voice, I was completely like, I couldn't hear him because I thought he was audible. Mm -hmm. So I just felt so disconnected from him and realizing, you know, that he is very near and dear to me and he does care about me and he wants to give me good things. And he was already giving me good things, but I think it was a turning point for me to say I want to go all in and receive the good things that you have for me and I don't know what this relationship looks like but I want to trust you and accept the good the goodness of who you are and then the I guess like the counter or not the counter but the to add on to that moment two months later we did an outreach it was like the last outreach we did Mm -hmm. and my table leader's ended up we were at target instead of like outreaching for people they felt led to pray for me and my friend sarah and they started praying for me not even knowing like my past and the things that i did and i don't even know what they really prayed but i just know that like when they were praying over me all like the bondage and like the heaviness and the things that i struggled with so much just like broke off of me and like from that day and from that moment i don't have any like desire for any of those things and i I feel like when I think about that moment, I just feels remember just feeling so like pure, mm-hmm. like I regained my purity and I was just washed of all that heaviness and it was like I got prayed for and then I really dived in into the discipleship program and I, I don't did I get baptized that year? I think I did. I got mm-hmm. baptized like in before my birthday and then just kept one thing after another kept propelling me closer and closer to God to a point of understanding the relationship that he really wanted to have with me and the one that now he does have with me the whole time. And it's, yeah.
2: Wow. That is That's that incredible. is quite the story. That's amazing. So often, like you were saying... We think of like a come to Jesus moment or like this story needs to be linear. You know, it's like, oh, we have that moment. And then it's just smooth sailing all the way through. When in actuality, there are lots of hills and valleys that yeah. continue to go through our lives even after we are, we're saved or rededicated. Mm-hmm. But it's a journey. And that's okay because we have a God who's patient. And like you said, his yeah. goodness is always there. Man, yeah. I was encouraged by that. That was yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. That. I think a lot of people really need to hear that. So yeah. going from that, talk to us about what's your relationship with the father looks like now, what it looks like going to him with other problems that you have and continuing to speak identity into you and just spending time with him.
1: Yeah, I think um, now my relationship with him is definitely, I'm very more aware of I I constantly remind myself that he's near and that he does care about me. And I think, you know, doing freedom training and things like that helped me not associate my heavenly father with my earthly father and even just, like, God as a man with the the things Mm -hmm. that, like, I've dealt with with men. And so now I, I, I would write... Um, verses on note cards I did that cheesy thing and I'd put them on my wall and I would write like I'm worthy and I'm loved and there's times where I'll be in my car and I'll have to repeat that stuff over to myself just so I just sometimes like you know it but you really need to know it in your heart and you need to like kind of feel it throughout your body Mm -hmm. and just accept what God is saying over you and so I just strive just to be in his presence and allow him to love me because I think it's like we know Jesus loves us and we know that we we have a desire to love God, but if we don't choose to let him love us and choose to love him back, it just creates a disconnect. And I have just, through that, I've started to get to know God because you can't know yourself until you know God. And if you don't know God, then you have a disconnect and you just think he's bad and he's mad at you and he's doing all these things to hurt you. And in reality, he 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 is there. You just have to like choose to be with him and choose to connect with him and choose to let him love you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. So, going back to like your original testimony when you're talking about like pornography and isolation, um, have you found people that have kind of helped you along the way be able to like deal with those problems now who can like mentor you and be there to talk to as well?
1: Um, I do have mentors in my life. I would say within that area, that was one of, for some people, it's like you need constant mentoring, you need the constant accountability. And I think for me, with the moment of being prayed over, that like, the desire is like gone now granted like the enemy will still try to attack me with thoughts and even like dreams and it's like I am at a point where I can like pray against that I I have I'm confident in my authority to pray against those things and it hasn't ever gotten to a point where it's overwhelming but granted I do have mentors in my life Mm -hmm. that if that became a huge struggle I can go to them and have them partner with me and pray against those things.
2: Yeah, I think that's so important to make sure that we have those mentors in our lives, yeah, to have that accountability. Cuz so mm. often when when those thoughts do come in and you don't have someone to process it through or you don't have someone to just sit down and say, "Hey, I'm struggling." It's so much easier to go back into that realm of isolation. Yeah. And then it's no, it's just my thing. I'm just going to keep it to myself. I'm just going to keep it to myself until it becomes as big as it once was. Yeah. So it's really good for you that you're continuing to have those mentors in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I love what you said about knowing that you have the power and authority to pray against those things. Cause yeah. I think I think a lot of people miss that. Like they don't know that they have that authority. But when they spend that time in relationship with the Father, and they really know who they are and the power that they have, they know that they can speak to those things. Yeah, which is awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to bring it quick back. You mentioned the discipleship program. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people have heard a couple different people bring up the discipleship program because it is a truly transformational yeah, no program. promo. That's generally <laughs> yeah, like no. what happened. It, yeah, it's, it's an amazing program. So I'd love for you to go a little bit into depth about your journey through the program mm-hmm. um, and maybe pick out one or two points where you're like, this was a total shift in my perspective on an issue. Um, or this was a great tip that they gave me that I continue to use today.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say um, one of the main things for me growing up as a kid and in the church is I struggled with hearing God's voice. I always thought it was audible. I never felt comfortable with my youth leaders to talk to them about anything. So I just lived in this deceptive mindset of that. i never would hear God. God didn't want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so in the program, there's a lot of different practices that you do to hear God's voice that Nick does. And that really helped me to just be more aware of what God is saying to me and what he's saying over other people. It really helped me grow in the prophetic. Um, and just like, when you grow in hearing God's voice, you just grow in connecting with him. And that was something that really helped um, push me forward in my relationship with God. And then hmm, another thing. Let's see oh, I think this is not really the discipleship program, but this was like the internship part of it. I when I I knew I wanted to like intern and help out, but I didn't really want to do it in the youth. Yeah. I was like, no, I want to be with like the older people because I was always around. I hang out with like younger kids mm-hmm. or people that are younger than me. And I was like, no, I need to mature and like help out with like the older people. And then God was like, no, you're going to be in the youth. Interesting. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so that was really fun for me. Cause I, like I said, I loved high school. I loved the energy and like the whole spiritedness of high school. And when I was in that, um, interning with the high schoolers, we were on the fall retreat and I felt the Lord call me. He was like, this is where I want you to be. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool because I didn't really have a direction of where I wanted to go in my future. Like yeah. I went to college and I was, you know, I did well, but it wasn't where I felt like I needed to be. And I was working at a daycare at, at the time, and then I knew I wouldn't want to work with kids that young for very much longer. So, having him give me clarity on where he was leading me now—I mean, granted, I don't have the full-blown like picture or anything—but I know that being in ministry and right now, youth ministry is like where he's leading me, and that clarity mm. really helps me a lot to keep moving forward and plan for my future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I guess that like filters into the next question is like, do you have any? specific passions that the lord has put in your heart that you're like wow i can see him really using that in the future either for a career or a personal adventure
1: yeah um are we talking like spiritual or like
2: whatever you'd like it to be
1: oh well i didn't realize how much i liked talking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> granted i didn't realize how much of a like a gift it is so because i host access i host in the youth i've hosted in the main mm-hmm. which you're very good at, at, at one heart which you kill it and i do the i do the uh
2: You do the PA announcements, the video announcements, Sunday service. Good morning, Res Life family. Yes, (laughs) yeah,
1: that was something I never realized how much I like liked. I would watch award shows growing up all the time, and then when they were over, I'd pretend I'd get an award, and (laughs) I would like pretend I would either accept an award or like um, give out an award, Mm -hmm. which was God in disguise training me up because now I do it and I have no fear. I'm not like super. You know, people, I don't know, I'm not super scripted. I can do it off the cuff if I need to. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I've really grown in. And I think that the Lord will continually grow me in um, and just inspiring other people and just bringing like joy and hope to people. Because when you grow up and deal with so much loneliness and isolation, there's a lack of hope. And in this world, just seeing my friends post that don't know God, there's just such a lack of hope or there's no place to put that hope. And so I want to, I feel like he's calling me to be, you know, the light of the world and to be that hope for other people. And another little passion of mine is just to be a revivalist. I think it's so cool. Wow. I think revival is really cool. Granted, I've never studied about it, but I think it's cool. No, that's awesome. Do
2: do you see yourself staying in Michigan in the U.S.? Or are you open to the thought of him taking you overseas or doing something like that?
1: oof mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm willing to take risks but i feel like i'll stay in michigan yeah. for probably five years i want to like beat the uh was it the job turnover rate mm-hmm. i don't want to just like i think for youth ministry it's like one to three years oh or my something. goodness
2: yeah i didn't know that
1: it's getting smaller it's getting very shorter so i much shorter i want to stay at least like five years in youth ministry nice. i think god is calling me here longer than i know um, but i'm just like but god i want to go on adventures <laughs> so i probably will be, travel a lot but i feel like i'll stay in michigan for at least five years yeah. and who knows i'd like to be like i kind of would like to be like sadie robertson she's cool there she's got a lot of money
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i'd come and watch it I'd money. don't do
0: it for you. the money but no. if no. the lord blesses us with it we're not going to complain exactly
1: i'd lord. like to do that because she gets still she's still planted at a church but she still travels and yeah i just would like I like meeting cool people. I want to meet like Jen Johnson.
2: Ooh, I don't know. That's awesome. I can be your manager, and we'll just and we'll just travel around together.
1: That would be so much fun. She'll you guys make all can't your see itinerary.
0: me. She's very organized. Oh
2: my <laughs> gosh, you
1: guys can't see me, but my <laughs> smile is so wide. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be. I don't know if I'd go to Korea. That's okay. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll come back for a little bit, and then yeah. I'll travel around with you. That she would can, be so she's fun. She's so
0: organized. She can still make your itinerary from Korea.
2: So you'll just need to carry me around on like a little tablet. It's like, here we are. <laughs>
1: little Bethany. That'd be so fun. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Well, um, Alon, do you have anything that you want to close out with? Anything you'd like to leave the listeners with today?
1: Um, make sure that if you decide to go to Houseman's Ice Cream to bring cash. <laughs> True. Um, Real life tips, people. Yes. The amount of times that I've gone to Houseman's without cash is... Uh, <laughs> it's just amazing yeah so make sure you carry your cash on you no but um i would just encourage people to if you're like one oh well this is this is a good one to encourage people if you are listening to this and you're like well i didn't have like a bad past i grew up and i thought that in order for me to like really like change i needed to have like a bad past Mm -hmm. but it's totally okay it's actually amazing if you can continue on living a life of purity. Don't feel like you need to do something rebellious or bad mm. just to be like a oh, cool Christian. Cause that was one of the lies that I believed it was that, oh, I needed to do something bad. So I got a cool testimony. But your testimony is cool if you actually make it through your life and you don't like mess up a lot. <laughs> like <Yeah>. you <laughs> keep yourself pure. And if you've like lost your purity, just know that you can, God redeems that and God literally just washes it away and you. There is a hope for you, and if you are just confused on, like, why things happened to you in the past or, like, or why, you know, I would just say just just put your hope in God and just trust him. Just take the take the risk and trust that God is good, and then he will outblow your expectations.
2: That's good. Well, thank you so much, Alon, for joining us. Thanks thank for you having again, me. Thank you again, Alec. Thank you all who are listening for being here. We look forward to having you join us next time.